This is episode 85 of the Hillcrest Duo. Today is Saturday, May the 19th. I am Metal John at Metal John Radio on Twitter and Instagram. And along with me is Mr. Brad Risto. I'm at Brad Risto on Twitter. How do you spell that? At B-R-A-D-R-I-S-T-O-W. Double, wait, W or W? W. Make sure you say that As correctly. in U-U? No. As in double the word U? W. Oh, W. Remember when you were in the... WNBC. Remember when you were um, uh, in the broadcast class and your um, uh, teacher said, make sure you say W and not W? That was always fun. Ah. We had that on the um, uh, a little piece of paper in front of us at the college radio station I was at. See, I think now the new kids, we, call, we just call it the dub. So it's like dub. Yeah. Isn't the, the basketball team the Warriors? They don't they refer to themselves as the Dub Nation. The, yes. And if you think about it, the Dub, dub Nation. Step. Yes, Dubstep. Ooh, yeah, we're gonna talk about <laughs> Dubstep later. Yes, right. we are. I, you, as you said, I'm like, oh, Dubstep. This is episode 85, and we're gonna talk about Deadpool. Deadpool yeah. Yay! So full spoilers. We're gonna give our review, our thoughts. We actually saw it together. We went on a, a mandate. Yes. We had we beer. Really did. We went to. Um, one of the IPIC theaters, and I th- suppose that'd be a good thing as for us to talk about, just because I don't know how IPIC is going to be able to stick around with every theater now having these really, really good seats now, and bunches of theaters now have beer. I don't know how they're going to be able to stick around. Yeah, I don't, I don't think they'll um, they'll have to change or get bought out by by uh, another chain. But yeah, IPIC, uh, very fancy uh, theater. They kind of have that. The lobby kind of has like that. Um, trendy like uh lounge yes. type of uh that is feel nice. to it with a bar um couple tvs some pool tables mm-hmm. some couches a then fireplace. you go place yeah then you go into the theater itself and each theater from what i can tell is pretty small it's like, like they, 35 they, people maybe 40 yeah so they're a little more intimate than some of your other uh yes. theaters and you know you get the recliners or you get the the leather seats they've got their own like Unique menu. We had some spring rolls and some yes. flatbread and, and um, popcorn have, and beer. <laughs> we did buy the VIP seats, so that meant we got seat service, which was nice. Because yes. there's two sets of seats in these IPIC theaters. There's the yes. commoner and the VIP ones. And, you know, not bad regardless. Yeah. So, anyways, we decided to check out a new place together yeah. on our mandate and saw Deadpool 2. So, we will talk full uh, thoughts, reviews, spoilers. Easter eggs. Oh, my God. I had to do a lot of homework to dig out yeah, some Easter eggs. I found a bunch, and they're good, Brad. So. Oh, I know, and there's a lot of good ones. But um, let's just kind of do a, a review of what we've been doing since the last time we met. Personally, um, about this time next week, I'm going to be crying and swearing because I'm doing the Soldier Field 10 mile. It's around 9.09 Central Time. I start at 7, and I'm expecting about two hours for me to ha- be able to run all 10 miles. I'm going to be just not happy right now this time next week. Your decision to run 10 miles. I know. It, I'm going to enjoy it, too, probably, mostly. It's just going to be like any time I do one of the longer races, it's like, oh, this thing is never going to end. <laughs> well, and this time next weekend for myself, I'll be camping at the, the Coke Lot. In Speedway, Indiana, just outside. Oh, uh, so is that the lot where they do the cocaine? Where, where's no. the meth lot? Yeah, that's that's in another area. But uh, yeah, the coke the coke lot, lot is a, uh, a grassy field that's connected to a Coca-Cola facility. And uh, 
we uh, we always camp out in that field, and so we call it the Coke lot because all the Coca-Cola trucks come in and out of that lot. Cool. Um, nonstop, all hours throughout the day, all weekend long. So well, while you're running and sweating, I'm just going to be sitting in the shade drinking cold beer uh, camping for the weekend. So, Oh, speaking of cold beer, that's basically what I spent my day doing yesterday, uh, me and my buddy, uh, to celebrate the start of Illinois Craft Brewery Week, which started yesterday. We went downtown and hit up a bunch of beer, uh, bars and breweries. We're, Had a good time. Uh, anything stand out? Um, we went to, because we're both going to the all-in uh, professional wrestling show coming to the Chicago area in September. We went to Pro Wrestling Tees slash One Hour Tees up in Bucktown, got a t-shirt, but nothing really st- stood out. Just had a lot of neat, nice beers I hadn't had before. Hmm. Always I, I, tried, uh, I went out last night to a place we talked about. Uh, three Corners, which is uh, big yes. in, in your hometown in Lamont, and there's one in my new hometown, uh, Downers Grove. Mm-hmm. Um, they had the the beer of the month was Bell's, so I had uh, I had their wheat beer. It's pretty good. Hmm. You seen the Lamont one? Um, it's Victory is right now the beer of the month, and I had some of that when I was there re- earlier this week. Nice. All right, so uh, so we both drink beer this week. We're both yes, going to drink beer next weekend. Yes. Um, what mean, else is new? Any any new games or shows or movies I have outside nothing of thing really? Other than I started watching Brooklyn Nine Nine finally after um, a week ago where they got canceled and uncanceled in less than thirty six hours. Yes, uh, I, I never really watched that show. I didn't. Me neither, and it got canceled. I wanted to see what it was like, and it's really, really good, and I'm glad that it's going to be picked up for another is season. Is it funny? It's hilarious. It's uh, the What you're expecting is for them to all be bumbling cops, because it's a comedy set in a police station, but they're not. They're all very competent, very skilled cops, and it's just comedy, a workplace comedy set in a police station. Okay. And right. it's... 100% amusing. All right. Well, I'm still going through different Netflix series. I uh, I did watch uh, Lost in Space, and I really liked it. Everyone is telling me to watch it, and I just haven't gotten to it. Yeah. Uh, I also started, since I finished Lost in Space, I started Evil Genius, which is a four-part docu-series, true crime, about the I, – I never even knew the story when the story happened, but it's about the pizza delivery bomber where a guy robbed a bank with a bomb strapped to him, and he was told that he was kidnapped and, you know, the bomb mm-hmm. strapped to him, and he was told to rob the bank. Well, the police apprehended him. They had him basically sitting in the middle of the street in handcuffs while this bomb was attached to him, and he's like, guys, is anybody going to help get this bomb off me? And boom, he blew up and died. Okay. And uh, then there's this whole investigation about the bomber, and then there's this other murder mystery right down the street. This all takes place in Erie, Pennsylvania. And there's another murder that happens like a week later, right down the street from where the pizza delivery guy supposedly was delivering a pizza when he got, you know, kidnapped, kidnapped and a bomb strapped to him. Yeah. So it's a whole four part docu series on, on this entire thing. And I'm amazed by this story because I'm only halfway through it. I only watched the first two episodes and I love it. It's, um, I, I, you know me, I'm a sucker for the true crime oh, stuff. Yeah, so, so my, my only problem but, with anything like this is instead of watching the series, I, about this point where you're at, I'd be like, 
Okay, I got to know more about this, and I'm just going to go um, uh, start doing a deep go dive. Go self spoil? <laughs> yes, uh, time for me to go do a deep dive on the internet and find everything out and spoil everything because that's yeah. who I am. Well, some of these uh, shows like, like this, I'm just kind of watching because I'm learning about all of this for the first time. Yes. And then after it's over with, then I'll go and I'll do some extra work. I but, don't have your self control. But now I also am a big fan of the show on A&E, Marsha Clark Investigates, where she takes like a, a, a true crime story and she basically dives into it for you know a two-hour special and she does one uh on different cases like she did one on drew peterson Mm -hmm. she did one on robert blake which that was a story that i didn't know much about so i learned everything about the robert blake uh, murder trial um she also did one about the mysterious death of this girl rebecca zanehow that was an interesting one because i'd never heard about that so she and then she did uh, um uh jam master jay she did a, a two-hour special on his murder oh, and, cool. and, and you know, how people aren't talking. People are just in hiding and, mm-hmm. you know, all the mystery behind it. And, like, I, I just love all these true crime stuff. I could actually, Brad, we could do a true crime podcast. I would love to do a true crime podcast and just go through a lot of these there's cases. A, there's a lot. Well, lot, lot to cover. For that. Lot to cover. Lot to cover. Well, I mean, it's really cool because um, uh, you know who Patton Oswalt is, the stand-up yes. comedian. His wife died two years ago from a, a congenitive heart failure. She was a true crime writer. She would do do deep dives, and recently the last book she wrote was on the Golden State Killer, who was captured like a month and a half ago. Yeah, I remember reading about it. Now, I, that was another case. I don't know a whole lot about that. Like, I'm like really Oh, I'm sure there's going to be something just because of it be um uh, Patton Oswalt being involved so, there'll be something produced. So I am I am all about true crime stuff uh you know on on network TV documentaries all that good stuff. I'll watch I won't read books but I'll I'll watch. I'll watch. I'm books all about are it. fun. Yeah, one of my friends got me hooked on the uh, Alyssa Lam mm-hmm. conspiracy. You know about that one? That's the girl that was in the water tank. Uh, no, at the I, Cecil Hotel, and I, they ruled it like a drowning. Mm-hmm. A really weird story from 2013. I'm like hooked on that one right now, constantly reading on gossip and conspiracy theories and cool. stuff on that. But anyways, all right, enough of that. Let's move on. Deadpool 2. We're going to talk about funny stuff now. Full spoilers warning. Yes, 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 yes. Easter eggs, thoughts, all that good stuff coming up here for <laughs> Deadpool 2. And uh, three, so much two, good. one, here we go. All right, so... Uh, so much good stuff going on. Yeah. Obviously, starts out with him uh, bitching that he has to kill himself. Yes. Uh, I love his little um, music box of Wolverine. Yes. Impaled on a rock. Very Just good. Just like uh, at the end of Logan. Yes. Uh, you know, I, I, you know, we've got a lot of Easter eggs to talk about. We're going to get into those later, but just talking about the movie as the it goes on. The story itself is just... Not the story itself is kind of insubstantial. Not much. It's very small stakes, and that's not a bad thing. It's because it's still a story told well. He tries to be an X Men, can't be an X Men because he kills people. Yep. Gets sent to jail. Training. Decide, yes, he gets sent to jail. Decides he doesn't want to um, uh, be a hero for this thirteen-year-old sociopath. And the words you say have consequences, and then he has to try and make things right, all yeah. while trying to fight a grumpy old man from the future. Yes, and of course, dealing with the emotional stress of his girlfriend being dead. Yes. So, 
Uh, you know, there's there's a, there's a kind of a lot of sadness going on in this movie. So lost without you. Yes, there's. I mean, it's weird for it being in like a, a raunchy, over the top, violent comedy that kind of breaks the fourth wall, makes a fun lot? of itself, makes fun of anything in the comic book yes. universe. Just for it being that, it's weird how it's got some sensitive storylines, oh, like does. you know his girlfriend dying and him dealing with that. Um, and then, of course, you know, he befriends this 13 year old kid and sends him on a rampage. And then he's like, oh, I'm going to make things right. And then you've got Cable tra- traveling from the future into the past and never explaining himself. Because if he had explained himself at the beginning, perhaps not all this wouldn't have happened when he was fighting Deadpool in the prison. Like, I have to stop this kid because once he kills someone, the world will end. Well, but no, instead of him talking, they all just fight. Yes. I love it. Always the first reaction at any time to heroes, and I use hero in the, for both characters as a very broad term. Yeah. I um they don't communicate well. Well, real quick talking about the the comedy and the violence and I you know, the more I kind of digest this, I I I'll, I'll say this about it. You know, it it's good, but it's not as good as the first one. And I think the reason why is because a movie like this, when you see it for the first time, when you see the first Deadpool movie, it has that shock factor. Yeah. The, oh, my God, he said that? Oh, my God, he did this. And if you think about it, <clears throat> it's a lot like Kick-Ass. Kick-Ass did the same thing. You're watching the movie, and the girl's saying, you know, the C word. and yeah. <clears throat> Decapitating people with a sword. Uh, you know, just you're like the the wow is there, the the shock mm-hmm. factor is there, and then in the second one, you're expecting it already to be shocking. You're expecting over the top comedy. You're expecting like decapitations, yes. and you're you're expecting a lot of puns and memes and all that good stuff. So since you're expecting it when you sit in the seat, and it happens, you're not as surprised. By it might it. not have been as funny, but I think it may have had a better story story behind it. You, can, uh, yeah. you have to realize you're not going to get the same kind of shock um, uh, humor. You have to focus on a li- little better story. And in this case, it's simple, but it's told well. Yeah, I, I, I see on that. I mean, I think most people that are going to the Deadpool movies, though, they're going for the comedy show. Oh, yeah. I, I realize so if you're me going, making an intellectual That's what I'm trying to say drama, is if you're going for the comedy show, yes. you might be a little let down. Well, you can never be as good as your first one, but yeah, I realize me making the intellectual argument at, to analyze this story is kind of not really worth it when you have a character like Deadpool. Yeah, I mean, and I want to talk too uh, real quick about Fire Fist, Russell, Russell Collins, Fire Fist. Um, <laughs> you know, something about it, like he, he, you know, he's just a little jerk kid, but like nothing. I, I, I just didn't get the villain vibes from him. He really Even though didn't... he wasn't full villain yet. He yeah. was just kind of... Well, that was the point. He wasn't full villain yet. He was a confused kid, and that you were supposed to see that. They could have maybe put a little more complexity in so you could maybe agree with um, uh, Cable as he says, no, we just have to kill him. But... Which I, I, I think, as far as setting up the movie... I, I do like how they did a good job because the whole time I'm expecting Cable to be the villain. Yeah. And he's not the villain. He well, he he appears as if he's, he's going to be the going to be the villain. Yeah, but 
really, Russell, Firefist Collins, and spoiler, Juggernaut are the villains. <laughs> Juggernaut. That was a good um, uh, I'm surprised. <clears throat> All right, so let's talk about the Juggernaut revealed. Did you think it was Juggernaut the whole time? I did not, but I wasn't really thinking so, who it could be. I'm like, it has to be someone. I thought it like be, might be Abomination or something <clears throat> we hadn't seen before, but I forgot that it could only really be someone from the X-Men universe. So once, when you thinking back on it, it makes perfect sense. Yeah, because when he's saying they've got you know, the biggest guy, blah, 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 and they're kind of teasing it, and then when the kid no, goes No, not just teasing. This won't be foreshadowing at all. Yeah. Uh, and the kid brings him food, and he doesn't really talk. You're just thinking to yourself, okay, what what is it like? They're obviously trying to make you think it's like an Incredible Hulk-type character. Yeah. Um, and I, I was able to figure it out before he reveals. I'm like, oh, it's Juggernaut. It's Very good. I, I figured well, I didn't so I'm giving myself a pat on the back. You should, because I, I was thinking far <clears throat> too wide. I'm like, who could it be? Yeah. Uh, now, if you notice during the credits, we'll get into a few Easter eggs here as we go along. Yeah. I, if you look in the credits, Juggernaut is credited with playing himself. Yes. Um, but the voice of Juggernaut is actually Ryan Reynolds. I know. I saw that, too. Heavily modulated. Yes. And apparently that was just like an on-the-fly thing. Yes. And they're like, oh, who's going to voice him? And Ryan's like, I'll do it. Might have just been we'll do it. <laughs> he'll do a temp, and then we'll get <clears> someone <throat> in. And then it's like, yeah, we'll just keep him. Yeah. Um, Stan Lee's cameo. Did you see it? From what I've read online, he actually does not really appear except as a drawing. Yeah, well, it's not a photograph or a poster or a real, the real Stan Lee, but it's a graffiti portrait of him painted on the side of the building, and you can see it when Domino comes in for her crash landing. Oh, ah, uh, Domino mm. and uh, the rest of X-Force. Rest in Ooh, peace. X-Force. <laughs> rest Peter. in peace. <clears throat> Let's talk about the X-Force. Yes. Who's you, who, who, who your favorite X-Force member? Um, the Vanisher. Because, do you want mm. do you want to know who that was? I know it was Brad Pitt. Oh, okay, it was Brad Pitt for one scene. Yeah. One second. Apparently you have to watch really close when he flies into the electrical wires. You can see Brad Pitt. Very briefly, yes. But, I, no, my favorite is the one that probably is most people's favorite. It's Terry Crews because he's Terry Crews and he's just always delightful. Yeah. Well, the Bill Saskar from uh, from It, who played uh, Pennywise, the dancing clown, yeah. he is in. Uh, he's a member of the X Force. Which one is he? Uh, go through the names for me. Uh, yeah, Vanisher, obviously Brad Pitt, Terry Crews, um, the Acid Guy. Probably. Yes, yes, that's yes. him. The Acid Guy. I forget. Well, oh, damn, why, why am I drawing a blank on his name? Anyways, um, Domino, I thought planet, was really good. The, the guy from the other planet. Just yeah. once, just once, I'd like for there to be a planet that's not superior. <laughs> Just once. Uh, Domino, I thought was awesome. Oh yeah, I well, I love the talk conversation he has with Deadpool. It, uh, being lucky isn't a superpower. Yes, it is. No, it isn't. Let's be in the middle and say it isn't. Yeah, that was a. Well, I think part of that was in the in the trailer, so I I, I really wasn't too. No, oh, I had I see I I did my best not to see trailers of this anymore. I'm like I don't want jokes to be spoiled because this is a comedy. Yeah, same I with the Peter to... stuff. Like a lot of the Peter stuff was in the was yeah. in the last trailer too, which kind of ruined the. I think the, the that would have been a great common... joke just to come in out of nowhere to say, "Oh, this guy that's obviously just a nerdy office manager is now on X Force." Yeah. Uh, but um, so more Easter eggs. Um, did you catch Matt Damon? 
I did not. Matt Damon's in the movie. So Matt Damon is one of the rednecks at the pickup truck where Cable first shows That's up. That's awesome. He's hidden behind prosthetics, a beer belly, and a wig, but one of them is Matt Damon. That's awesome. However, if you watch the credits, uh, I think it's just like Redneck 1, Redneck 2. Yeah. One of the rednecks is credited as being the name of Dickie Greenleaf. <laughs> now, if you've seen the movie The Talented Mr. Ripley, Jude Law's character was Dickie Greenleaf. But Matt Damon steals that identity for himself in the movie. Oh, wow. That so, is so meta. Yeah. <laughs> um, what did you think about the full cast of X-Men Apocalypse in their quick little cameo? <laughs> actually, I um, did some research on that. It wasn't from X-Men Apocalypse. It's actually from X-Men Dark Phoenix. Well, yeah, because they filmed during uh, – yeah. they basically didn't film that scene together. Yeah. Like Deadpool filmed his scene. They sent the footage up to the, the crew working on X, uh, X-Men Dark Phoenix, yep. and then they kind of measured up the shots and stuff, and then they filmed their scene. But awesome. it is uh, Ty Sheridan's Cyclops, yeah. Nicholas Holt as Beast, uh, James McAvoy's Professor X, uh, Alexandra Ship uh, uh, Storm, and uh, even Evan Peters' Quicksilver. They're all in that awesome. scene. It, it is those great. guys. It is. So James McAvoy's in the movie. Which is wonderful. But it's it's funny how they just basically film while they were filming already. And yep, th- that is great um, uh, digital manipulation. Yes. Very good. Uh, uh, let's talk about Josh Borland. Josh Borland Josh is Borland's cable. cable. He's badass. Yeah. Just completely destro- um, owning ca- uh, Deadpool every given moment in every fight they have. Yeah, I mean, and we I, going in the movie, you're kind of expecting a Thanos comment. You had to. You knew you knew he was gonna make some reference to Thanos. I was hoping for maybe a line about uh, you can't just snap your fingers and make things disappear. Well, I had thought about that too, but I think I I I just have to assume that at the time they were filming and writing Deadpool two, they had no idea what. Well, everyone. What, what Avengers: Affinity War was going to, how it was going to play out. True. They so I think know. that's why he didn't make a direct reference to anything that happened in the movie, but he just made that subtle line: "Can it, Thanos?" or "Shut it, Thanos." Yeah, but you could have gotten away. With, um, I realize we're arguing something we don't need to argue, but let's do it anyway. All right, let's fight. But they could have gotten away with it because that's what happens in the comic books, regardless. So because they make a great comic book joke later in the movie where um. Uh, Deadpool says, it looks like he was created by someone who can't draw feet, which is a reference to Deadpool creator Rob Liefeld, who famously couldn't draw feet, basically the human form in any real, um, uh, realistic proportion, and loved pockets. <laughs> he loved him some pockets. A little fanny pack? <laughs> well, not fanny pack, but, I mean, if you ever look at um, the original um, Deadpool stuff, just pocket, 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 pocket. All oh, that stuff from the 90s. That's all Rob Liefeld held. Oh, well, that's uh, interesting. He made a lot of the edgy characters in the 90s. Yeah. Now, we don't get um, a Cable backstory in Not this really. movie. Um, and I think even Deadpool himself in the movie kind of makes a reference to you don't want to – you don't need to know about his backstory or something yes. like that. Well, for those of you who don't know, uh, Cable – his Robot parts, they're not prosthetic replacements, but uh, that's the result of a techno-organic 
virus. Yes. He's infected with as a kid. By the way, his mom and dad, Cyclops and Jean Grey. Technically, Madeline Pryor, point of order, but genetically speaking, yes. Yes. And I go full nerd! So, um, kind of cool that they didn't get into the backstory because, yeah. and they didn't kill him. So obviously no, gonna, they have the opening here. There could I, be an X Force movie. There could be a Cable movie. This is going to be great. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's got to at some point be like more X Men involved. Like, yes. I mean, because I love how they keep teasing it, um, and I, I just love like Ryan Reynolds and Deadpool's obsession with Wolverine and, yes. and Hugh Jackman, and we'll get into the extra credit scene where. Oh, this end credit. Okay, let's just go into the end credit scenes as we yes. bop around. Starts out fairly innocuous. Basically, um, him making everything that went wrong in the movie go right. Goes back, saves his girlfriend. Goes back, saves Peter. Yes. Just turn around. There is no X-Force. Yes. Saves him. But then, and that would have been enough. Then in the extra credits. Then in the more extra credits, we get... Well, it looks like it's going to be the fight from uh, um, X-Men Origins Wolverine between Bad Deadpool and Hugh Jackman. And out of nowhere, pow, just fixing a mistake and just completely destroys it. Yes. That was great. And once again, you'd think it would be perfect there. But then what do we see? We see Ryan Reynolds reading a script, and then he gets shot just like an American beauty. I don't know if you remember that, uh, but because uh, he's sitting at the kitchen table all soaking wet, and and Kevin Spacey is, and then he gets shot from behind. Um, so that's how Ryan Reynolds is executed in this movie. <laughs> and then when he dies, you you see what he was looking at. He was looking at the Green Lantern script. You made the big time. Oh, DC Universe. It does get the DC um, Cinematic Universe does get the um, blunt end in this one. Yes. Well, there's a lot of DC jokes in this movie. You're so dark. Ah, Another great line that was in the trailer. Why did they put that in the trailer? That would have been so. There were two. That was the. That's the problem with a movie like this is all the best jokes and obviously all comedies. All the best jokes are in the trailer. Yeah. And, and it just doesn't um, – uh, And that's the thing about a movie like this is people that are going to see it, they already know what to expect. Yeah. You don't need to, like, give away anything. We know it's going to be funny. We know there's going to be puns. I mean, we knew he was going to make a mustache comment. Yep. <laughs> I mean, we knew he was going to make lots of jokes. Yes, make fun of the medium as a whole, and he did, and it was great. Um, but, again, remember in the first Deadpool, they also – Showed a, uh, a Green Lantern thing where yes. I think it was was well, it was, it was um, in the credits. The it was in the credits. opening credits where they um I believe just had a Green Lantern figure. Yeah, or no, I think it was a, like a photo, like an autographed photo of the Green oh, Lantern. I can't something. remember. But speaking of that, Ryan Reynolds signed the cereal box. Yes, I was trying. Did. I was trying to get like if there was a point to that joke. If there was some kind of pun, but it was just he goes in there and he signs a cereal box as Ryan Reynolds and gives it to the kid. So yep. I didn't. I, there's got to be an inside joke there somewhere. Probably have to, have to look that up. Uh, the opening credits of James Bond spoof was pretty pretty <laughs> was fun. Wonderful. Yeah, I, I mean overall, it's, just, it's just overall a fun movie. Fun movie. That's and that's all you can really hope for from a summer blockbuster. Yeah, I, a fun movie, a good time. I mean, I, I I know me and you both enjoyed it. We we both uh, had had our laughs. I think. Uh, I'll say laugh count. You probably laughed a few more times than I did, but you weren't like – I didn't catch any, like, 
we weren't hysterically laughing at anything. No, no. It was a lot of ha. And I, for, moments. A lot of them were ones because they were referenced things directly from the comics and not from other movies. Yeah. So I would um. Again, I oh man, what about the say anything moment with the boombox? That was actually yes. pretty good too. Even so many, so many good puns in this movie. So many good references to other movies, puns. Yep. Um, oh, we got to talk uh, real quick too about um, Josh Portland. Uh, going back to that, Deadpool makes the comment to him. He calls him One Eye Willie as well, referencing mm-hmm. the Goonies. So, and he tells him the can it Thanos, uh, obviously a reference to that. I, I don't think he referenced any other like Josh Portland movies. Um, just just kind of poked fun at him uh, with those two comments. Yes. At the very end, do you remember Deadpool wearing the Hawaiian shirt? Mm-hmm. Do you know where the Hawaiian shirt's from? Where? That's Chunk's Hawaiian shirt from <gasps> the Goonies. Oh, my God. It's the exact same shirt. Because I remember seeing this movie, and, and he's wearing this. I'm like, why is he wearing a Hawaiian shirt? Like, is this... Like, one of those moments, like, oh, I don't have any clothes, so I'm just going to grab some random, like, yes. Goodwill stuff out of the closet, and I found this shirt. I was thinking, okay, it was one of those moments. I didn't think there was any connection, but then as I'm reading through, I'm like, oh, my God, they're right. That was Chunk's Hawaiian shirt. So, another thing to uh, uh, throw out there is a final Easter egg that I have. I'm sure there's a million others. I, I kind of want to see it again just to find Matt Damon and Matt Stan Lee. Damon. Matt Damon. All right. But that'll do it for episode number 85 of the Hillcrest Duel. Coming up in a few weeks, we're going to have our Han Solo podcast. Han Solo, yeah. Because Han Solo Solo opens up next weekend. We're both uh, busy next weekend, but like we're, we we're going to catch it. And then uh, that first week of June, June the 2nd, we should be back for another podcast where we'll talk about the Han Solo movie and catch up on... You're you're running. We'll see how your knees are. Oh, by um, then I'll be fine. I'm sure. Uh, you know, I'll be all sunburnt and camped out. Uh, but yeah, we've got uh, a lot coming up on future podcasts here of the Hillcrest Dude. Thanks as always for tuning in. I'm your host Metal John at Metal John Radio, and with me as always, I am Brad Risto. I'm your host. I'm at Brad Risto. See y'all in a couple weeks. Bye.